Today's episode of the Chavrusa podcast, we talk about yearning. And a yearning, that's not a mere longing for something external to fill some void, but a yearning that in my mind defines Jewish spirituality in it, in its very essence. A yearning, a yearning in, in moments, in times, in people to fill that moment. And it's a, a beautiful lens, a beautiful way of entering into a moment, into living each moment with yearning. And me just talking about it, thinking about it, really enriches and, and deepens my way of, of approaching uh, my day and people around me in the world. And I hope that the message uh, resonates in some way with you. And here it goes. I really love singing. I'm not that great at it, I would say, but I love singing harmonies, soulful songs, upbeat songs, uplifting songs, sorrowful songs. Anyway, I just love singing, and uh, I wish I could play instrument. I don't know how. I need to devote the time to it. I have excuses why I don't having to do with being left-handed and all long-winded stuff. <laughs> Either way, I, I love, I like to sing. I'm not that, that good. And uh, maybe the people around me don't love when I sing, but I love to sing. And it's interesting because, especially when I'm focused in thought, a lot of times I'll subconsciously or without, uh, without prompt start humming, start singing, sometimes bursting out and, and uh, bolting out a note. And my chavrusa, uh, my in-person chavrusa that I used to learn with daily, once once commented, Tzvi, Tzvi commented that all my t- songs, every song I take, he was he was noting and because he he had maybe started singing and then I joined in in the harmony, and. Uh, he said, "Every time I, you sing, you make the song sad. You have this sad note twist to the song." And what I told him was that it wasn't—it's not sad. It, it's coming from a, a place of longing. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a, a yearnful. It's—it's a, a yearning um, to inject into the song because that's what I find so beautiful when the song touches on on. A, a note of yearning. It's yearning for something bigger. It's yearning for a resolution to a conflict. It's when when, a, when the note and the message and the essence of the song is striving for something beyond it. That to me is is the magic of of a song. And I think it 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 plays very well into this concept of, of yearning in general because the Jewish spiritual tradition is one of yearning. If I had to put one word on it, it would be yearning. That is the neshama, that's the Jewish soul, is one of yearning. Now, there's two types of yearning. One is a negative. One is a positive. Uh, The negative form of yearning, yearning that isn't as productive, is when you're yearning for something external, for something extrinsic that will be the missing piece. And in today's Chavrusa, we continue learning Living in the Presence by Dr. Benji Epstein on page 42. The missing piece is the chapter. 
and he, he quotes from this book, uh, The Missing Piece, author Shel Silverstein, a children's book, Missing Piece, one of uh, a bestseller. Uh, and, and the entire book is about this circle. It's almost a complete circle that has a small silver sliver missing. So it looks sort of like a, a Pac-Man uh, icon, and it's traversing the world looking for its missing piece. And it's a very profound uh, moral and lesson that, Oftentimes, the search for completion is, is flawed because eventually the circle finds the missing piece but then realizes that life is so much different with it and really it was perfect just the way it was. And so many times in life we're looking for this external thing. We're longing for something external. If only I had that missing piece, that job, relationship, item, material thing, then I would be happy. That missing piece, and we're longing for something external. Now that is, it's the negative iteration. But what's the positive iteration of longing? What's the longing that is the very essence? That that feeling, that trend, transcendental longing. Um, that that it's not looking for completion, but that is the very essence, the definition of the thing. That's a positive thing that I'm going for in the music. So, in Hebrew, the word kisuf, kisufin. Um, is, is longing, kesef, silver. Now, there's a very interesting verse that is in Sefer Ba Midbar, in the fourth of the five books of the Torah. And the verse says that Hashem, Hashem directs the Jewish people to make two trumpets of silver, of kisufin, of kesef, two trumpets of silver or yearning on, on this more mystical level. And they shall be for the calling of the congregation, calling causing the camps to set forward. Make these two, two trumpets of silver. Now, what's the deeper connection here? Well, what's the deeper idea? Why trumpets? Why silver trumpets? What's the what's the point? So, when were the trumpets used? They were used to gather people, to inform them when it was time to move, when they were traversing the desert. So the trumpets would be that call to action. And additionally, they were blown right before uh, war or battle and during the festivals, during all the Yom Tov and during all the holidays. Now, why these sp specific times? So the Sefer Yetzirah, which perhaps is the earliest of all uh, Jewish works, all of Jewish mystical works, Sefer Yetzirah, um, which it's, it's quoted uh, way back when in, in the earliest of sources of, of Kabbalah, it says that the same way we interact the world, the world around us is in three dimensions. So in the spiritual world, there's three dimensions. In Hebrew, it's Olam, Shana, and Nefesh. Uh, olam is world, um, space. That's one dimension. The second one is Shana, year, time. So the space, time, and then Nefesh is the soul, is, is of people, of humanity, space, time and uh, things, or, or the truest essence of things. And on each one of these levels, every single one operates in, in precision, in precision, in precise uh, timing, in precise space, and with pr precise people. Now, the trumpet's calling all these, all these elements. It's calling the people, it's calling at specific times to travel, and it's going to specific places with specific people. So recall the Mishnah Perkei Avos, the Mishnah says, chapter 4, Mishnah 3, do not be disrespectful of any person. Do not, 
Do not be dismissive of anything, for there is no person which does not have his hour, and there is no thing which does not have its place. What's the idea here? Don't be dismissive of any person, any space, anything. There are places in one's life that a person thinks that here I'm more connected. If I was in this place, if I was in this circumstance, then I would be fully zoned into what I want to be. All my dreams, all my ambitions. If I was, if only I was living in that right place, in that right circumstance, then I would be connected on that deep level. Um, but conversely, if I'm in a space where there's no uh, speck of goodness to be found, it's empty, it's frigid, there's no warmth and spirit, I can't connect in, the, in that place. Uh, that's not that space for me. And similar to space, there's that element in time also. There are certain times that are joyous. There are certain times that I'm in good moods and I'm locked in and I'm inspired and I'm joyous. And there's times that I'm bereft of those feelings. And there are certain people, certain people, when I'm around them, I feel uplifted, I feel inspired, I feel connected, I feel good, I feel uh, driven. And there are certain people that I want to hang around them, I don't get that feeling. And a person might go through life thinking, I need to find, to engineer, to construct those spaces, those times, and those people. Yet the Jewish understanding of Yishuvadat, the Jewish mindfulness, is to realize that in every single space, in every single place, in every single time, and with every single person, that is the opportunity. That is where you are. That is the ideal. That's the lichatchila. This is the beginning. This is it. It's not, oh, I wish I was in a better space, better time, better people, but okay, you know what? I'll make the best of the situation. No, 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 no. This is the best situation. The exact scenario, the exact place that you're in now, this is how it's supposed to be. A person can go through her entire life with a mantra of tomorrow, 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 next month, next year, 2021. 2022, 2019. You know, if it's a different uh, time, a different place, different surroundings, then I would be able to accomplish fill in the blank. But right now, <laughs> right now, uh, my hands are tied. That's the message of the trumpets, the kisufin of kasaf of yearning. The message of it's two trumpets. Each one uh, forms a, a half. There's a half a coin. Old Jews. When we count Jews, instead of counting them by number, by quantity, it's by half a coin. What's the idea of a half a coin? There's this recognition, internalization, that I can't do it alone. Not that I'm insufficient. Not that I'm insufficient, because I'm completely sufficient. But when I do it with other people, the sum is greater than the total of its parts. So even though I'm great and sufficient on my own, but when I combine with other people, uh, the sum is even greater. And the trumpets are being blown by space, time, and by nefesh, by the souls. So every space, every time, every time I encounter another person, the message of yearning is, is that this moment is one that I could tap into. This is the moment I could dwell in right now. This perhaps... If I had to draw it up, maybe I would draw it up different. But this is how it's being drawn up for a very specific reason. To fill this void. Now, 
yeah, this does not mean that you know every single time you're sitting next to you sit down next to somebody on a train, they have to start a, a lifelong relationship with. But there's opportunity at that point to complete that other person. That you're both halves of a coin. That's the cast of the silver coin. That this scenario, I may have taken a connecting flight to get here, to be meeting you at this point. I may have, could have gone to any of the checkout lines. I went to this one. I didn't have to be assigned to you as a roommate, but that's how it just fell into. So it could just all be random. Or it could be that this is right now a chance for me to fill the moment, to fill the moment with with completion. That's the mission of Berkey Alvos. That's what it's saying. Don't be respectful. Don't be dismissive of anything. There's no person that doesn't have the hour. There's no thing that does not have its place. This is exactly the the hour and the place where you're supposed to be, the time, the person, the idea, the 3D, the three dimensionals of the spiritual reality of the world is exactly how it's supposed to be. And therefore, the yearning is not one of external, a missing piece, so to say, that I need this external thing to make me happy. But the yearning has to be, you can't just be a stoic. Stoicism isn't going to help here. Right? The stoic type mindset of, okay, I'm just going to accept it as it is. And I get that first part that I don't need something external to fill me. I'll just have bliss, as they'll say. Real contentment, real bliss, if you want to get to the definition of it, of, of your true essence of being satisfied with it in internal definition is going to have to be that it doesn't stop with you. It begins with you that, okay, now I am, it is what it is, be what it be. And now I'm going to go and fill that moment. So I'm going to use this opportunity with any random acquaintance, coworker, best friend, family member that I'm talking to the 1,000th time or stranger that I'm talking to the first time, this is an opportunity for me to fill. I have that yearning that something has to be done with this moment that I can't just accept it for what it is. But I need to fill it. I need to jump into it. I need to blast that trumpet to burst out in song. And that's when the, trumpets, the trumpet is being blasted at the times of the holidays at the times of gathering people together it's bringing everybody together and sometimes it might be a in hello an embrace a gesture and a nod gesture uh, a shoulder to lean on and sometimes it might be a goodbye sometimes it might be a goodbye but the idea is is that whether it's life altering whether it's not apparently life-altering, this is the moment. This is it. This is weird. There's a soul that's a half that wants to connect. There's a kisuf. There's a yearning. There's there's a longing for something more than just the 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 profound sense of alienation that exists in the world. That especially in these times, that that between ourselves and the people around us, there's isolation. There's distance. There's there's a certain coldness. There's an iciness. There's a a disconnect. And even more profoundly within ourselves, there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect between our our greatest ambitions and our our, our greatest desires of, of actualizing ourselves, of really reaching greatness, which we we have that driven drive to that apex within us. And there's there's a more attention of of just being rooted in in groundedness of of where we are right now, and and that physical centeredness that 
this is who I am. And that yearning comes and clashes with it. And there's this struggle and it's real. And that's where, that's where the, the, the yearning comes in. That's where this pull of the call of the trumpet comes in to unify, to create that moment, to complete the circle, complete the circle in the most broken way. <laughs> that circle is not fully complete, but it's complete where it is right now. That's Yishuvadas. That's living in the moment with the full awareness and consciousness that everything that surrounds you fuses together. The broken piece of heaven that's been longing for earth. And this broken piece of earth that has been longing for heaven. They come together and they and, and they complete itself. And, and it doesn't have to be a whole magical formula, right? But you sit down to eat and you make a bracha and you think for a moment and you dwell about what's what's happening in this process of everything that I brought the food to beer and the fact that I'm here with this food and all that the process and the the, the steps, the thousands of steps that it took to process this. And now hopefully you're staying on the outer aisles of the grocery and you're not really getting the really processed stuff. But even just the, uh, the most raw of vegetables, legumes that you're consuming, the thousands of steps that it took to bring it to your plate and realizing that this time and this person and this thing, this place that's all coming together uh, for this moment, it's, it's simple, but it's profound. It's a recognition that there's an amazing union that's happening. Forces are joining together. That's that's mindfulness. It's living with the secret of creation, living with the feeling, the sense that this halfness, this missing circle, is not deficiency. It's not deficiency that needs to be filled by something beyond it. But it was this halfness is created to fill and be filled with the ever-present recognition that. The other half is right here. Every moment, every person, every place that you encounter, that you happen to be with, you find yourself in is a half form that is the the kesef, it's the silver, it's the coin that's begging for completion, that's longing for it. And in the same way you could connect with other people, you could connect with yourself. And all the times that you're in, the times that seem most disconnected, the times that you feel most disconnected, the places that you feel most disconnected, it's all it's all there. It's all calling out for longing. We talked in the uh, Fridays in the first installment of the the mailbag style, uh, taking questions and reviewing the questions from the week that came up through the podcast or on campus. And the question was the office party that perhaps is a compromised situation where you don't feel as comfortable with the moral atmosphere as you would have drawn it up. But again, I apply this idea that this is the call of the trumpet, the call of the broken kasaf, the half a coin, saying that this is a moment that's yearning for completion. There's so much energy in the room right now. There's all these different people that came from such disparate, divergent backgrounds that are all here together, that, that, that there's an opportunity here. And that's just the office party, but think of it on, on campus, the people in your class, the, the your roommates, the people you're meeting as you're walking, the people sitting next to you at Starbucks. And not just the strangers, but the people that are closest to you, your family members, people that are part of your community, people that are with you every uh, Friday night Shabbat dinner. All these are opportunities to connect. And it's yearning, it's calling out for the moment. And if you 
miss it and you just let it pass by. I once saw it was a very profound commercial for me. I was was talking about I, I don't know who, who was uh, putting out the commercials. One of those that like the message was so profound and then all of a sudden it's like a plug for some random company that sells shampoo or something and you're like what wait <laughs> what's the connection there but but whoever it was it's such a such a great merit such a great um idea that that was spread in that they had two scenes and the first one is somebody standing at at a corner and somebody walks by and he's the person at the corner is, is occupied. He's looking at his phone. He's scrolling something. And the person walks by and, and keeps on going. And then he ends up going on his life. And then 15 seconds later, they redo the, the scene. And this time, he puts his phone down. And the person walks by. And she looks a little bit lost. So he offers to help her and, and show her around. And ends up you know, being the most... Uh, beautiful relationship that they end up happily ever <laughs> but the idea is, is very good that it, if you if you let that moment pass right if you let that yearning if you quash that yearning by distracting yourself or by saying eh, maybe you know somebody else is better than than me at this and maybe this is not the right time and, you know i had this right um when I was starting or, or wanted to start this Chavrusa podcast. And am I the best person to be spreading deep Torah ideas that are, are based in, in thousands of years of, of wisdom that have inspired the greatest people, men and women of, of all time um, in their lives? And me, Moshe Sharman, I'm the person that's going to be you know engineering this, this renewed uh, push on the podcast forum for for deep Torah ideas. I'm not the right person for this. There are probably better people than me. And is this the right time? I don't know. Like maybe I should wait and then to figure out a better idea and better plan and better vision. And, and, and this, this happens, I think not only in this scenario, but all the time that we think of a good idea, a good plan and a good, uh, routine that maybe we want to start but then you start bogging down and i don't know am i the best person for this yes probably somebody else should do it or i have this idea to fix this problem in the community and i have this complaint about the community and i complain about it and then why don't i do anything about it because yeah really they you know the they capital t they should do it i don't know i don't get why they uh don't uh step in and say something about it why they don't uh change up uh, their structure there's always that that premonition that shift onto somebody else that they should be doing it or maybe now is not the right time yeah let's wait till tomorrow to the next month after next semester next year next month there's always that uh push and that's the the call of the trumpet that blast blast that trumpet in your life and wake up and say this is that moment i gotta go out there and whoever i encounter today Here's an opportunity to to fill. It's an opportunity to fill that moment, and and it, no matter what the interaction is, but if you're wrapped up and you're there, you're zoned in, you're mindful. That is, is yearning. That's Jewish spirituality. That's Yishuvadat. That's settling into the moment. That is mindfulness. And of course, that's the the meaning of the trumpets in Hebrew are chatzitzrois. Chatzitzrois 
in Hebrew is half a tura, half a spiritual entity. Tura is always the spiritual form, and chomer is always the physical form. Everything in the world has a physical and spiritual form that join together to create its entity. So a trumpet is a chatzotras, it's a half of a tura, it's a half of a spiritual entity that's yearning for completion, it's yearning for its other half. And to end on a on a Hasidic note, the great Magad of Mezrich, the Magad of Mezrich was one of the primary disciples of the Baal Shem Tov and was really uh, the spearheader of the spread of Hasidic teaching. And he he points out that not only are we yearning, not only are we yearning, but Hashem is yearning. The same way, the same way that we're yearning and we're yearning for Hashem, we're yearning to, to fill that moment with with purpose, we're yearning to fill that moment with meaning, with godliness. So Hashem is yearning in each of these moments that He's engineering and putting out, and, and the world is being recreated in each moment, and all these different uh, happenstance and scenarios that are all coming together. Hashem is yearning for that moment, that for us to complete it, for His children to come out and j- jump onto that moment, and yearning for that moment, and that's the, uh, the most beautiful harmony is when. Both those yearnings come to fruition. When again, it's not a yearning. It's not a sad. That's what I was telling my friend, my Chabrusa Tzvi. It's not, I'm not sad. It's not that I'm putting a sad twang to the song, but that song itself should be calling out for something. And whether it's a happy song or whether it's a, a yearn, a mournful song, whatever it is, it, it needs something. It needs action. It needs to be felt. Don't get stuck at that song. Don't be stuck in this mantra of like, let it be, let it go, just do it. All these mantras of of passiveness but take action and and fill that fill that moment let that harmonize of of those different yearnings that we have intrinsically and that hashem has intrinsically and join it together in in great harmony that's it for today's chavrusa podcast if you listened uh please let me know i would love to know uh that you listened uh, i don't actually know who's uh listening to the chavrusa podcast and uh, it would be nice. It would be cool. Cool to hear from you. And if you have any questions or thoughts or stories or comments or uh, ideas, I'd love to hear. Uh, that would be super cool. And we could even share them on future episodes. And uh, if you have a uh, friend that you think might uh, might enjoy some, some really deep uh, Torah wisdom that uh, stems from a 3,000 plus year legacy of of relevant powerful life wisdom that has inspired some of history's greatest men and women then uh feel free to uh share the podcast share an episode with your old roommate with your great uncle and uh with your fellow jew in the meantime have a wonderful day and hope to, what do I say? Hope to see you tomorrow? That doesn't really work because this podcast. Hope to connect again tomorrow. Hope to learn again tomorrow. Hope to learn again tomorrow. Alrighty, all the best.